Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. More than 20 community groups, although I can only find six of them listed, but however, more than 20 community groups and organisations have penned an open letter calling for politicians to ensure ill-informed, divisive and hugely damaging languages avoided during the election campaigns. Some 29 groups, including Amnesty International Ireland, the Immigrant Council of Ireland, the Irish Refugee Council, published a letter today pointing out the real consequences of hate speech during election campaigns. Now, we also have to decide what is hate speech and who defines it as hate speech. But anyway, no surprise, considering that some of the groups are, for the most part, funded by the state to silence any negative comments and stifle debate by suggesting to even discuss immigration, direct provision, or cultures that may collide with Irish culture and ways around that are actually racist conversations. In other words, we're not allowed to have these conversations anymore because they're considered to be racist. Now, the Irish Refugee Centre said... In a letter to the United Nations uh, Human Rights Committee, recognise the damage this can cause during election periods. I'm going to read you out a little bit of the letter, not all of it, obviously. In recent months, several high-profile figures have employed ill-informed, divisive and usually damaging language. I think we all know who they're talking about there, by the way. Uh, Regarding minority groups and communities in Ireland, including travellers, refugees, asylum seekers and migrants. Scapegoating ethnic and religious minority group only groups only builds divisions and stokes tension in Irish society. Too often, it dominates political discussion, distor- uh, distorting reality, stoking discord and stealing oxygen from the real relevant issues. Uh, it entrenches discrimination, reinforces barriers within Irish communities instead of creating opportunities for inclusion and understanding. We call on uh, candidates to fully represent their constituents um, in all their glorious and rich diversity. It inc- concluded calling for them to focus on uniting communities, recognising the cultural benefits, offering solutions to inequality and promoting access to education, healthcare and housing. And that was the kind of last point, wasn't it, obviously, because that they're the most important issues, I suppose, around this particular election is education, healthcare and housing. Now, but it would be remiss of us not to mention that in recent polls... Uh, immigration is also a big thing during this particular campaign and this political campaign. But it seems nobody's allowed to talk about that because if we do, we're considered to be stoking discrimination and stoking this kind of fire of uh, political discrimination or, I don't know, of or, should I say, you know, marginalising people. In other words, these groups, which all represent minorities and immigrants and refugees and travellers in Ireland, believe that it's not constructive for any politician to use immigration on the doorstep to get your vote or even to suggest they will look into the very obvious issues surrounding immigration. And there is obvious issues surrounding immigration in Ireland. Um, generally speaking, I think everybody would, well, I would like to think that most normal people would welcome diversity. Uh, but then we also have issues around illegal immigration in Ireland, which also have to be looked at. And I think if a politician wants to bring that up or wants to raise that, because it is an issue, particularly when we talk about direct provision, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, I think to turn around and say you can't do that, you can't talk about that because uh, I suppose you're focusing on one thing which may cause problems for minorities, I think it would be unfair. Now, the reason I suppose I suppose they, they don't want you to talk about it is because it divides people and encourages discrimination. So I want to ask you a question. Do you think politicians who speak out about, say, direct provision, immigration or minorities are encouraging discrimination? Because that's what the, uh, the Refugee Council are suggesting, that they are encouraging discrimination by talking about it. 
Um, I suppose Peter Casey would be an example when he spoke about travellers. Uh, Noel Grealish spoke recently about direct provision and he was talking about bogus asylum seekers and he was absolutely destroyed for using the word bogus uh, dis- asylum seekers. And many other politicians have come to blows, lost their jobs, been told, been silenced, been told to apologise because they said something that was probably factually correct, but maybe, you know, it wasn't the time or the place to say it, or they believed that they were stoking the fires of discrimination or racism. Let me know what you think. Do you think politicians who speak out about direct provision and using it during an election um, campaign um, are basically encouraging discrimination? Let me know what you think. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. And on the phone is Ellie. Ellie, good afternoon or good evening to you. How are you? I know, I'm good, and how are you now? Good, it's been a while, Ellie. We haven't spoken it's in a little while. It's been a while, yeah. I haven't yeah. talked to you in a while. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I'm still here anyway. That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm still here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all just about hanging in there, Ellie. Yeah, hanging in there now. <laughs> uh, but Ellie, listen to me. Yes. In relation to yes. this, this, I mean, the Immigrant mm-hmm. Council of Ireland and the yes. uh, Refugee uh, Council have said that politicians uh, need to, I suppose, park these... Um, the idea of talking about discussing immigration and cultures and all that, and leave that till after the elections, but not be- during the elections. Is I mean, is it wrong to bring these these things up? I mean, it is it is part of what people are concerned about. So listen now, now I'm not sure which angle you're coming from, and to be honest, I've been very very quiet because I've been not well. So I was like up, laid back on my bed, so I haven't watched what's going on uh, through the political generation of 2020, as you know. It was just be announced quick and people didn't even have much time to get ready and to prepare. So I'm one of those people that, you know, I was even surprised in my dream, like elections. So I didn't take like really much and see what's going on. I've just stayed back. But from the angle that I'm actually coming from, right, it is wrong to speak about migration, direct provision, illegal immigrants based on a politician that wants to be voted in, right? But in an honest and truth opinion, it is genuinely and it is a need for politicians to speak on migration in a way to educate how important it is migration to the country. Because the stories that are being publicized, the stories that politicians speak are only negative stories. So people are lacking education of how migration, how asylum seekers process situation are benefit or are positive or negative to the country because there's always two lines out of it. Yeah, but, immig- right? yeah, but immigration, oh. Ellie, immigration, although there are some wonderful people who have come to this country from abroad yes. and have a yes. lot to add to our society culturally and have a lot to add, you know, professionally to our society, mm-hmm. yeah, there is negatives as well. I mean, it's not yeah. all positive. It's this not is, all this, dancing this on the daisies, is, is it? talking about. This is, yeah. if, if you can hear me, my debate is, I'm agreeing with both sides, right? But you really have to pick the right, the, the right attitude of how you want to campaign or manifest your campaign through migration or direct provision. Okay, but let, let me give right? you an example. Let me give you an example. Right? Okay. Housing issues. Okay, let right. me give you an example. We have a problem yeah. in healthcare in this country at the moment, okay? Yeah. Uh, with the hospitals and being inefficient, etc., etc., right? Now, yeah. I could say a lot of wonderful things about hospitals. The nurses mm-hmm. are great. The doctors are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally and, speaking, the hospitals are clean. Remember, and I can tell you... have to remember... That no, there is a percentage of people that are working in this healthcare system who are migrants. Absolutely. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying that. Okay, so I can say all these wonderful things about hospitals yeah. and how great they are. Yeah. 
And I can completely ignore the negative things because maybe that might upset people. But that's not the way we have debate. That's not the way debate works. Debate, when we're talking about migration, for example, immigration. It's not about upsetting people here now. Let's be comfortable to speak about difficult issues. Let's be comfortable to speak about difficult issues around direct provision. But let's make a constructive and a corrective debate around these issues. Not the issues that you know that it's going to be divisive on a public platform for your political affair. It's actually not right. Okay, but is it okay for me to turn around as a politician, for example, and say, listen, you know, I want to tackle, uh, you know, the direct provision system. I believe, you know, the direct provision system is inhumane. Um, and people shouldn't be treated like that. So here's how I want to tackle it. And this is my this is my policies going forward as a politician. I mm-hmm. want to abolish it. And I want mm-hmm. to treat those who are genuine mm-hmm. asylum seekers, genuine mm-hmm. asylum seekers, with mm-hmm. the best respect in the world. I want to roll out a red carpet. I want to allow them to work. I want to actually mm-hmm. support them. I'm going to help them to try and even get a job. But mm-hmm. those who are economic migrants or bogus asylum seekers, I want to deport them. Is that wrong? I will respect that politician if he can bring this topic not on his campaign trail. You understand? But if he and said also, that, he'd be called a racist. I mean, no, 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 no. And I also respect, you know, there are politicians that I really respect in this country that maybe you don't talk about them, you don't hear about them, I've worked with them, I've seen what they do, and I know they're passionate about both migration, both direct provision, and even both the in-house relationships, right? So, what we have to remember is there are politicians that are taking advantage of these issues and making their own campaign trail for them to win a vote to go to jail. I agree. I do agree. There are some politicians who purposely take advantage of a situation because they know it incenses people. But you can't deny you can't deny it's an issue, Ellie. Yes. Listen now, you've invited me to speak, so let me tell you, right? So I had those politicians that are using their platform to actually direct people or to actually misinform people, give them wrong information for the seeking of their vote. Because these people, when they go to jail, they even forget their own people that are sleeping in the street, right? They even forget the same people that are not even having a plate of meal in a day. So we really have to be careful here. You understand? Yeah, but, I, but I, I want a politician. I want to vote for a politician who recognises we have a housing problem, who recognises we have a healthcare issue, but who also recognises that we have a problem with immigration if too. somebody like you, very well educated, a broadcaster, if you want to have that mentality denial, people don't tell you what you want to hear that day for the sake of getting what's in your pocket on that right day. You understand? If you want somebody, if you have that attitude of like, I want a politician that's going to come and tell me Exactly. Even me now, I'll start structuring my campaign, knowing that if I say this tomorrow, I'm in in his pocket. So you don't have to be like that. Have a very constructive mentality. Have a mentality that has a vision. You know what I mean? And also have an attitude of a debate that has both sides, the negative and the positive side. Well, and I agree with you that there is positives, but there's also negatives that need to be spoken about. Do me a favor. No, hang on, hang on, Ali. Just stay there for a second because I want to bring Russell in as well. I'd like to mention his name. Is okay. that politician would have used it the way the ways that he has used in a very relevant not even in a very relevant situation whereby his ways would have met but not choosing a type of people and not even calling a type of people a name that I cannot even repeat what he said because I'm not dating like how he wants to be dead. Okay, but it's okay to talk about it. Okay, you're talking about Noel Grealish when he spoke about bogus asylum seekers. He wants to get bored. So well, no, well, maybe like he was representing what he believed were the people in that area at that particular time around a particular issue. I am a black woman, right? I am a black woman 
came through Ireland as an asylum seeker. I don't play a red card. I don't play a victim card. If you want to come to me, right, you as an Irish woman, as a broadcaster, as a man of privilege, as a white privileged male. Oh, does he know that? Hey, no, 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 I'm not a white privileged male. No, 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 Ellie, I'm not a white privileged male. Let me let me, let me, let me, no, you, no, hold on. I want. No, let's have a fair debate I'm here. Not, yeah, I'm not trying to attack you, but I want to give you this. This is okay, what I want but, to but, you. Okay, but don't call me a white privileged male. I've used, I've used those words because that's the words that we use when we want to stop people. I'm not privileged. No. I had to work for everything I have. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes we use those words to actually block people for telling us what exactly the point they want to come across. So like me, as and now I'm speaking about myself because I know this statement. This statement, I can make, make a lot of my own fellow blacks very upset. But the thing that I don't like in life is to make myself as a victim, is to look myself as, is to take racist as everything that you, as a white male, you can actually come through to me. But the thing that I look, I, I look when you come out with your words is, was now making sense out of this situation. In, in, excluding the race card, excluding the white privilege card. Because if we can start looking things beyond the things that make us to stop people bringing their points across, we will come in a nowhere greatish um, position because that was a defensive, that was a defensive move. He knew that if he was going to use those words, he's going to stay at the post and he's going to get the reaction yeah, what but he was I, looking for. But, but with respect, Ellie, I was on TV and used more or less similar language. Okay, what I said was that I respect diversity. I think it's a positive thing. I think, it, I, I mean, you mentioned the hospitals, for example. We'd be snookers, snookered if it wasn't for people coming, professionals coming to this country and working in the hospitals from other countries around the world. But I did say that we also have a problem in immigration where Ireland has almost become like open borders. Anybody can walk in the door. And I, you know, and I said that we need immigration because, I mean, if you look back at construction back in the early 2005, for example, we needed people to come from other countries. We didn't have enough Irish workers. So it's important that we have, you know, we have skilled people come into this country. But I did say we have a problem with economic migrants. And then Listen, no, no will, other country I, would have that. I will appreciate, I will appreciate you saying, say, I mean, telling me that, like, okay, Ellie, we have a problem about migration. We don't want to open our borders. We need to tighten our borders. Then I'll ask you, now, why do you think it is a beneficial to, to the Irish government, to, uh, the island, to Ireland as a nation, to tighten their borders? Right? What is it? What you're not seeing about migration is bringing in this country that is not making you excited? Because the reason the reason countries protect their borders is for many reasons, for financial reasons. Uh, because when you have a vast, sometimes when you have a lot of immigrants come into a country, many can be unemployed, which costs the state money. Uh, the other reasons would be criminality. People come into a country, for example, particularly under the asylum process or the refugee process, and we don't know who they are. Sometimes until we find out who they are, they could have criminal records. We don't know. So you have have to protect your borders, Ellie. Not, you have to protect not, your borders. That's not an excuse or reason that you can... It, is an, ex- it is an excuse to protect your borders. What you have to understand is, when people arrive in this country to seek asylum, it is a responsibility of the Irish government through their immigration to process these people yes. by screening them. And then they and they do that, and but unfortunately, it takes a little bit too long to do it, mind you. Uh, but they do do it, and then people are told, "I'm sorry, you, you know, we don't recognise you as an, as an asylum seeker. You gotta go home." They don't deport them. The person will usually take an appeal, and then unfortunately, some poor sod I, ends I, up in direct provision for seven let years. Let me, let me talk. Let me talk now. Let me talk. Right. So the screening 
in a prospect because they want to know who they can let in and who they cannot let out. So why the migration? Why do you want to stop people to come to Ireland to seek asylum when it is the government's responsibility to make sure that they shouldn't tighten the border, but they should do the right thing by allowing these people to come through in this country and screen them and also being confirmed that these people have the right to live in this country and continue. Oh, that's not the way it works. That's not the way the world works, Ellie. No more than you or I would have the right to go to America, Australia, Canada. You have to go through a process. You have to go and get a visa. You have to prove that you're going to earn your own money while you're over there. All those kind of things. So if, if, if it's not how it works, then it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's the government's fault. So why but every, yeah, but every time the government tries to do something, they're told they're racist. <laughs> so why you and I are we fighting? Yeah, I will call you a racist because you are talking some, something which you don't even really understand and you didn't even get to the root of that problem. But you want to find an excuse. You want to find somebody to put a blame on. And because you want to find somebody to put a, a blame on, you will find that blame, you will put that blame on me, which is just talking excuse. But you want to go to the root of that problem. Why is this problem there? You understand? You can't just say like, this is wrong this is, when you don't even have a solution or a mathematics or an understanding of the topic that you're talking about. Why are you saying that the Irish government has to tighten the border? What's the reason why you want them to tighten the border? What's the reason why you don't want the Irish Because we're Irish people. Because it, it is our country. We live in our country. This is the Irish. This is the country of Ireland. We are Irish citizens. Anybody who is an Irish citizen has a right to protection uh, under the constitution of this country and our government has a right to uphold that protection and the reason that we have borders, the reason we have immigration policy, the reason we have customs men who stand at Dublin Airport and Ross Lair and all the other ports is because we want to protect our border from not just illegal goods but from illegal people. That's the, that's the way a country works. That's the way it no, operates. No, no, no. no it's like, like the way you are even actually t- t- telling me here now, I can't even agree. And being a broadcaster, and even you using those excuses to to educate the nation through your platform. That's wrong, Niall. No, why is it well, wrong? Okay, okay. Tell me, tell me what I said wrong. The re- Okay, I'll repeat it again in case you didn't hear it the first time. The reason that we have customs, man, the reason we have immigration policy at all our ports, be it Rosslare or Dublin Airport or any Dublin port, is because we have, a com- we have a constitutional right to protect our borders from illegal goods, illegal people, and people coming into this country. What's, what's, wrong, with, what's wrong with saying that? And also, there is... Well, no, 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 no. Hang, hang on, you just told me I was wrong as a broadcaster to say that. What, what's wrong with what I just said? people to go in the country which is safe like Ireland which is a democratic country that okay but I, I want yeah but, but I, Ellie, Ellie just just for a second let's all calm down answer my question you said to me as a broadcaster I shouldn't have said that what, what was wrong with what I just said no like I didn't because you were not giving me a chance to speak to you you were just ranting I, I I'm not ranting I'm a ranting at all but I'm a very happy person exactly. but all what I heard you said is like you want the government to tighten the borders you no, want the, no 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 the no 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 I didn't say that that's not what I said Ellie. <laughs> Now, I said protect the borders. That's why that's why I said you should let me speak and you can speak and we can I never use the word Titan. I never use the word Titan. And we can use this point across each other and make sure at the end of at the end of the day the people that are listening now they have the correct and right information. Okay, well then, well then don't don't misquote no, me, Ellie. No, I'm not provoking. I'm no, I said don't I said don't misquote me. I didn't use the word Titan. I said protect our borders. And I don't want to misquote you and I don't want you and I don't want at the end of this, this this program, people to misunderstood the two of us, yeah. right? Okay. Because I want both of them to understand that. Because 
I know where you're coming from. You are coming from a white privilege. Ah, uh, stop you. And See, why do you keep <laughs> saying that all the time, Annie? Stop calling yeah. me white and, and privileged. And you want to, like, I'm not Pretend saying, I'm black, for God's sake. Why do you keep exactly. calling me white and privileged? And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not playing a red card here. I'm not a, playing a white card Yes, here. you are. If you and I talking. Right. Well, let's agree on something. Stop calling me white privileged. Let's agree on something. So, yeah, okay, let's go back and agree on something. Yes, I will agree with you on one thing. I really understand the frustration of Irish people of not of wanting the politicians to come and tell them that, you know, it is a constitutional right for them to tighten the borders. It is a constitutional right for them to make sure that they manage migration. They manage people that are coming here to seek asylum. But I would also urge you to ask Irish people that don't get sprayed by politicians like this, politi- like this politician who even wants to get more votes, who even wants to go back to jail and use these issues to get their votes. Because at the end of the day, this guy is going to go to jail and he will forget the people that are sleeping rough and dying rough in our streets. Because I'm an Irish woman, remember that, in our streets, right? And forget how our healthcare is exhausted. I have an appointment since last year, two years going, right? Two years going for me to get this appointment. I'm affected too. Okay, well, well, do me, Ellie, please stay with me because I want to just get a few other people here. There's loads of people texting in, by the way, or WhatsApping. Uh, now, let's keep this as a civilized debate, folks, okay? 087 The question, we got slightly off the question, which was in relation to this open letter that was sent by organizations. Um, to the UN in relation to how politicians should conduct themselves during elections. But do you think politicians who speak about speak out about direct provision, immigration or minorities are encouraging discrimination? Russell, you're on Classic Hits. Sorry, Russell, for keeping you so long. Ellie, stay with me. Uh, Russell, go ahead. Yeah, uh, thanks, Niall. Um, yeah, you started off on a potential censorship issue for candidates going for election and it kind of transpired and uh, with Ellie's articulate argument about immigration... Mm-hmm. Um, as I was saying to Helena and one of your researchers earlier, it's a bit coincidental that you're covering this tonight, that uh, Mary Lou has been finally allowed to uh, take part in one of the leaders' debates. Um, personally speaking, I think that any politician knocks at any door should be allowed to discuss any issue. Okay. And the example I cite, uh, yesterday... Uh, I had a roast dinner uh, with meat and two veg. I don't know what you had for dinner, but did it have any meat Shepherd's in it? Shepherd's I did men's pie. There you go. Um, yeah, so it's that's lovely. The vegan, that's the vegan vote for you and I, gone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Extinction Rebellion wouldn't be too happy with me. Let's just put it that no, way, yeah. The, the point I'm saying to you, Niall, and I, I, you and I are, are of a similar age. I, You know, I herald from the UK. Do you remember Scream Lord Such? I do indeed, the, yes. The, the Monster Raving Looney Party. Yeah, the archetypical protest vote. Yeah. But, to all intents and purposes, he was allowed a platform to speak and put his policies forward. Yeah, but what they're saying is that, you know, well, obviously, I remember the Monster Raving, or the Monster Looney Raving Party, or the Looney Raving Looney Party, should I say. But I, what they're saying is that if you've got a politician coming to your door or going on TV or radio, 
and you know focusing on an issue say for example I'm the politician who's going to sort out direct provision I'm going to make sure no more illegals come into this country and by the way while I'm at it I've got to be looking at travellers too That's not so, so, are, yeah. yeah okay hang on Ellie for a second that, that kind of language according to these groups that kind of language is divisive and it creates tensions and it's uh, not inclusive and is offensive to minorities and the politicians shouldn't do it because it's an easy card to play it's an easy card to play now, but it's an opinion. Well, it is an opinion, yes. It's an opinion, and, and you and I can you and I can express opinions on anything we like: football, uh, the state of the economy, uh, what the weather is. You have your opinion, I have mine. But at the end of the day, it's an opinion, and it's the old adage: let's agree to disagree. Yeah, like, can can we not all? I mean, if a politician is stoking those that I'm discrimination, saying. I mean, surely intelligent people, Ellie, will say, "Well, he's just doing that to get a vote. I'm not going to vote for him." Yeah, or her. that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Well, then let, let them stand on your door and tell you what they want to tell you, because their aim is to get your vote. So if they want to get your vote, let let's act as civilized people. They'll tell you anything that you want. You want them. You, they want you to hear, so you can give them their vote because they are very divisive, right? They know the game they're playing. So don't be played up with them by using the issues that they know that they're divisive. Of course, migration, direct provision, you know, housing, health. It's a very, very, very controversial issue, like right now in our country in Ireland, right? And any politician using that, you know what? If you are me. I'm going to run in my bedroom and try to find where the Irish constitution is. And I'm going to read that Bible to him so that when he's leaving my house, he should think about of him contesting. Because he should know that he's lying, but he's not lying to everyone. Okay, so do you, do, Ellie, do you believe, just, uh, and yes or no will do in this, do you believe yes. a politician should be allowed to go on radio or TV and turn around and say, I'm the politician who's going to make sure that no more illegal immigrants come into this country? It's it, Oh, so no, 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 okay. Well, hang on, he may be a liar. All politicians are liars at the best of times. But should he be allowed to say that? Should he be, should he be allowed to say that? Like, as, what's his name? He said everyone is entitled to their opinion. Okay, but should, but should that politician be allowed to say that? It, it can be stupid, it can be intelligent, it can be school off, it can be smart off, it can be anything they can choose to, to, to speak on a national team. Because they have the privilege of go and sit and RIT one. They have the privilege of go and sit in your studio, talk to Claire Ben, talk to whoever they want to talk. So let them go there and fool themselves. But you and I, let's not get fooled. And why? And you have to start asking them questions. Why are you bringing this topic today? Why, why, well, the reason I'm no, the reason I'm doing it today is because it's in the news today, because these community groups and organisations have sent a letter uh, to the um, uh, the United Nations Human Rights Committee. That's I, why I'm talking about it today. No, no, I am. No, no, no I'm not. I, I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying to them. I'm saying that. Why are they bringing this topic? Why are they bringing the migration today? Why well, well, well you've got to blame the NGOs. It's the NGOs like the Immigration Council of Ireland and the Irish Refugee Council and Amnesty International. They're the ones who are raising this. Nobody else. I can't blame them because those NGOs, they've seen a lot. They've seen a lot of politicians that are actually doing that to benefit the, the conning of the Irish people to steal their votes and that's why they're using So they're concerned because their job is to make sure that, you know... Well, yeah, that's what they get funded for. That's their job, to protect minorities. Yeah. Being protected? No, 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 no. It's not about funding now. It's well, it is, well it is a bit funny. They get funded to protect protect minorities. Human 
Nah, Ellie, Ellie. The Irish Immigration Council and the Irish Refugee Council wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the fact that we had immigration in Ireland. They're here. They're they're only there to protect minorities. So you want to have migration and not have Irish refugees? No, no, I'm no, I'm just saying. Don't don't turn around and say that's not why they're being funded. That is why they're being funded. They're being funded to protect minorities. Yeah, because they have to protect people. Because if there's not these people, that means the people. That means you can do like you can talk like whatever you want to talk on your on your TV because you won't even care that anybody will talk to you, right? Even those politicians, they'll come and say whatever they want to say because they know no one is going to question them. So we need NGOs to stand in between of the public and the people that are coming in this country. Yeah, but that, and, that, and that's fair enough. And I understand the reason for these NGOs. But the problem I have is that sometimes these NGOs are not happy with debate. What they want to do is silence anybody who disagrees with them. If you, have an, if, 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 if you have a very substantial concern about the NGOs, no, no, no. You know what? These are NGOs, and this is what they do, and this is wrong. You tell me. But when you don't have that factual, then these people are supposed to protect people because this is a, this is a, a, um, an independent and not only, in, but a democratic constitutional country that it is under European Union. So it is in its mandate to protect each citizen that lives in this country. Okay, well, we'll stay, we'll stay there for a second. Uh, loads of other sex, by the way, coming in. Niall, how would she feel if you kept referring to the colour of her skin? I think that's reverse racism and that's alive and well. Oh, you're talking about, she said, white privilege about three or four times, yeah. Another person says, if we can't talk to our politicians about our concerns about immigration, then who can we talk to? Another person says, Niall, ask Ellie if she realises that the, one of the largest causes for concern among Irish people and Irish voters is immigration. Um, somebody else says, God, she can talk. Yes, she can. <laughs> Let me go to James. James, you're our classic kids. How you doing, James? Uh, James, I mean, sh- I mean, should politicians be more conscious about what they say in the run-up to an election when talking about things like direct provision, immigration, and minorities? Well, if they are worried about it, it should be expressed through democratic means, because the whole point of democracy is to reduce the likelihood of social conflicts. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, that's the whole purpose of democracy. So, they're saying some parts of democracy are off balance, and the influx of people into the country does have a profound effect on people's lives in every country not just Ireland. It's just a supply and demand thing. A lot of people seem to ignore that fact that that's purely what it is. It's supply and demand. Well, Ellie believes that it's, you know, it it can only be a vote getter, that they're doing it stupidly to get votes. Well, Ellie is an open borders fanatic. So you need to understand the lens of which she views the world. She can laugh all she wants, but she genuinely is, and she was found out during the local no! campaign. No! Well, 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 okay, well, Ellie, okay, well, well, hang on, let her just give her the right to reply and respond to that. Ellie, do you, are you in favour of open borders? Now, this, I, is not, this is not a 20-sentence answer. This is just a yes or no, really. Listen, Noel, I am a no. fanatic of the right thing that Irish can do to migration, can contribute to migration. You're not answering the question so I've if asked it is, If it is a right that, you're starting to sound like a politician now. You won't answer the question I've just asked you. It's really a simple question. Would you be in favour of open borders? If, if it is a good thing to the Irish as a country... I didn't ask you that. I'm asking you personally. If, are you in favour of if open borders? Is, if, if it is a good thing to the Irish country... Well, 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 hang, no. well, hang, well, hang on. That's not an answer to the question because some people might think it's a good thing, socialists usually, uh, and some people believe it's not a good thing. So that's not an answer to the question. I want to ask you, your opinion, nobody else's, just you. Are you in favour personally of open no, borders? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. If no, Australians, is. Americans, Canadians, 
open borders, uh, open borders for Irish people, then I'm a fan. Okay, but there's no open borders for Irish people in Canada and America. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, during the, the, the famine time, what happened? Irish, Irish people went illegally to America and worked, is what happened. And if they were caught, they were kicked out. Well, but they did okay. open border for them. Yeah, but no, no. they wasn't. Belly, you're talking nonsense. It wasn't open borders. They went illegally to America. There was a time many, many years ago, <clears throat> during the famine, of course, where it was very, very different times and immigration policy didn't exist the way it does now for most countries. Hang on. James wants to respond to that, Ali. Let James just respond to that. Go ahead, James. Well, Okay, for one, this myth of open borders into America during the famine time is just that. It's a myth. 50,000 Irish people were sent back to Ireland during the famine from America, deported. They were put on... As we are talking right now, as you and I... Let him finish what he's saying, Eddie. Let him finish what he's saying when you brought up the famine a few minutes ago, okay? And this other myth of Irish people had free reign to move around the world. They didn't. They were part of the British Empire, so therefore they could move within the territories of the British Empire. And most of the time, they were actually forcibly taken to other countries to do farming because the landowners who owned the land here also owned the land in, in Canada... So well, the Irish were essentially used as slaves, to be honest with you, around the yeah, world. Yeah, cheap labour. Yeah. Peasant labour. And let's take this, the famine, right? I want to talk about that. Uh, like, for example, Lord Palmerston had land in Canada. And he, t- he took his workers from the land here in Ireland, brought them over to Canada, put some of them butt naked and in four feet of snow with no land to till, and they starved to death. So this whole nonsense of Irish people had open borders, it's just that it's nonsense. And secondly, Ellie, you are a supporter of open borders. You can go around the question all you want, but you absolutely are. And how you came uh, to Ireland yourself. With respect, what's your name? Okay, James, James, before you go any further, I don't want to make it personal. Let's have a, a civilised debate of some description and not get personal, okay? So I understand where you're going to go with the next question, right? Okay, but leave that aside. I think it's been discussed in the past year or two uh, in relation to that particular situation. So park it, okay? Hold on. No, no, I'm just asking you, James. I'm asking you to park that, okay? Thanks. Okay, fair enough, but it's true now. Yes, no, I'm, I know, I know. Yeah, she, no, Ellie, I mean, Ellie herself, she knows. She's been, you know, in the newspapers and part of much discussion, yes. And she is, a, and I would say, yes, she is in favour of open borders. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if it's something, if, if it's something that protects world, people, yes. No, yeah, okay. if it's something that protects so people, yes. Our, so, so where is our human rights? So our human rights go out the window, Ellie, in the face of other people's human rights, do they? <laughs> Where is our human Okay, so the bo- Ellie, that's a fair question, okay? You believe that we have a responsibility and a duty, and you believe in open borders because you believe we have, uh, on humanitarian grounds, we have a right to protect people whose lives are in danger, whatever it is. But where are the rights of the Irish people to protect their country and, and their culture? Now, let me tell you this thing, right? And, and, no, 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 uh, no, no, you, you, you know what, Ellie, you're worse than a politician. You never actually answer a question. As the question, I, James has asked a really fair question. If you're saying that we have a responsibility and a duty to protect those who are in vulnerable situations and you believe in open borders, where are the rights of the Irish people to protect Listen, their country and culture? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, okay, let me tell you, let me, let me say this to you, let me say this to you, right? Almost a decade ago, when I was coming into this country, I could walk in O'Connell Street, I could stand at GPO, myself as a black woman, right? I could stand there for hours, like for Hours and hours. I won't even count four or five black people. Not even Asian. Not even talking of uh, of, yeah. of, of America. Of course, But I'm yeah. just talking of like... I'm I know, I remember, like I, remember, I remember that, Ellie. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm 56, we yeah. Are, we are only talking of... And why, why was that a problem? Ten years. 
Right? I'm no, no. Listen, I'm wondering where you're going with this, but go on. Yeah, I don't know why that's right. a problem. Listen to where I'm coming with you, yeah. right? Yeah. Listen to this where I'm coming with you. And at that time, unfortunately, there was a huge recession in Ireland, right? There was no jobs. You know, like, it was really hard. And you do know open borders led to that recession, and you don't you? Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on. Five and years after that. Hang on, James. Hang on, hang on. Let her finish, please. Five Andy. years after that year, I've seen a boom in Ireland. I've seen jobs being created. I've seen people being, uh, like... Well, that's, like not, that's not down to immigration, but go no. on, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen migrants filling the job gaps. I've seen businesses being created in Ireland. Well, why is it... And I'm not going to disagree with you that, say, for example, in healthcare, particularly where we've lost a lot of Irish nurses, it was imperative, of course, that we had nurses come from other countries, including Pakistan, India, and other countries around the world. But in saying that, when you look at the job statistics and the unemployment rates in this country, migrants have the highest rate of unemployment. Yeah. It's because, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Why? I mean, why? No, 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 no. You know what? Migrants have the... Migrants have... The law uh, statistics of employment, but uh, there is a lot of migrant people that are doing a lot of work on volunteering. The, high, the highest rate right. of unemployment in this country, uh, I don't want to go into nationalities, but Albania, uh, Congonese, uh, Nigerian, are the highest rates of unemployment in this country per head of population. Why? Uh, I can't sit and answer you that because I don't want to say things that are false. I like to say things that are more factual. So I'll go back and... Well, that, well that's not false. That is factual. Factual. And then the next debate, maybe we can talk about that. No, no I'm, ju- I'm just saying that is a factual point. The point you're saying is that, you know, immigrants, um, well, I suppose non-EU because EU immigrants are legal in Ireland because we're part of the EU, but non-EU, you're saying, you know, they come to Ireland and they work. And yes, a lot do work, but unfortunately, they do have a high rate of unemployment. And and I'll, and I'll take that after my research. But for now, I won't even, I'm not really sure or certain of what you're telling me. That okay, I, I think we're going off the topic a little bit anyway. I'll tell you what, can, can you both stay there? Because I have to take a break. Uh, I'm going off the topic a little bit. I want to bring it back onto the topic in relation to, you know, uh, politicians and using uh, immigration. Um, a lot of people, including the Immigrant Council of Ireland, Irish Refugee Council, Amnesty International, believe that politicians use immigration to get votes. And they're asking them not to do that, that they're, they're creating, I suppose, this tension and discourse in society that results in um, discrimination and racism. I want to know what you think. Should politicians be careful about the language they use and I suppose the policies they get involved in when they're knocking at your door or going on TV or radio? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Kevin Limerick, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You will go blind eventually. Everything should be up for discussion, says somebody else, but the people discussing the topic should know uh, what they're actually talking about. A lot of our politicians prove that they know very little about everything, says Paul. Uh, where is Podrick on this one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, please, please, please get her off the radio. My head is splitting, says Maria in Cork. <laughs> All right. Now, I'll ask Ellie if she realised that one of the largest causes of concern among Irish voters is immigration. Okay, I've had that too. Uh, James, is there any truth at all in this? Or do you find there's any kind of credibility to this argument of 29 groups sending this open letter to the uh, Human Rights Committee? I personally don't. I'll be truthful with you. A lot of them have vested interest and they're actually bankrolled by the government. So well, there's, the only, whole... there's only six of them mentioned in the article of the paper, yeah. which is, um, yeah. I'm looking at the other ones, the other groups here, the Irish Council of Civil Liberties, yeah, the yeah. National Travellers Women's Forum, uh, the Islamic Cultural Centre of Ireland. Yeah, they are all obviously have a vested interest, haven't they, in protecting maybe, minorities. Maybe that's why Irish people have a worry about immigration, because the way it was sold was 20 years ago, is not how it's turning out. 
Mm. All right, well, so we'll stay there for a second. I want to go to Billy as well. Billy, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Billy? No, how are you getting on, all right? Good, Billy. I, I mean, is there any... I mean, do you believe that politicians create tension? Do they cause discrimination by misinformed, you know, spouting no, of no. their mouth? No, this should be up for... The, I, I would ignore... Uh, I thought it was... They were only asked not to do this, were they? Yes, yeah. yeah no, I would ignore it. This is... I'll just give it... We had no particular order. The foremost serious topics, and they're not just normal topics... Health, uh, crime, housing, immigration, of course, homelessness, yeah. Mm. And they have to be discussed. Uh, Donald Trump, me old mate, like your mate, he turned around and says, the only thing he done was name and nationality. He turned around and says he built a wall, and he's building the wall. And that's America's prerogative if they want to build a wall and keep their illegal immigrants out. That's their prerogative. Uh, he's building the wall not only to keep Mexicans out, we keep anyone from South America out, which is low, uh, uh, 30, 40 countries. Uh, if we, if Poland, uh, Hungary's built a wall and nobody's given out about it. Uh, they've actually built two walls, two fences or whatever, and uh, they're not letting legal immigrants into their country. Uh, we're overran with them. Uh, we don't have the money, and the government go after social welfare fraud. Uh, they saved 80 million, I was reading in the paper there uh, yesterday. If they were to go after legal immigrants, I'd, oh, I'd, I'd hate to think how much they'd get from that. It'd be a massive amount. I know, you're talking about deporting people who are illegally in the country. Because, I mean, yeah. how much does it take to just one person? You get, like, I'm, I'm not going down the road saying what they get, but, I mean, it doesn't come cheap. You know what I mean? So... Deport anybody that's illegal, yeah, from outside the EU. No, not, well, see, well, the, the, the problem is you're not allowed to even say that because if you say that, according to this, it entrenches discrimination and reinforces like, barriers. Well, I'm saying it, and they can call me what they like. I'm not racist. It's just we're, we're entitled to it. Uh, I mean, as an Irish citizen, I'm entitled. I expect my government to protect me, not, not only from financial uh, fraud. You don't know who's coming in the country. Thankfully, there hasn't been, it's 20 years now nearly since there has been a terrorist attack in America. There hasn't been one since 9-11. But uh, don't worry, that, that no, will change. On a change. serious note, yes. That will change again, and so will uh, Europe. Okay, sorry, sorry, James, you're trying to say something there too. Go ahead, James. No, when he was talking about illegal immigration, the current Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, is on public record saying back in 2008 that Ireland has 30,000 illegal immigrants, costing the Irish people half a billion euros a year. There you go. Now, how is he working out that figure? Because if they're illegal, well, unless they're using stolen PPS numbers and claiming social welfare. Economy, what he was talking about in the economy, because they're working in the black market. They're working in the black market, yeah. yeah. And there are many Irish people, in fairness, working in the black market, too. Yeah, no, no, I'm not Well, here's the thing. You know, we should count down on those, too. Oh, no, absolutely. Because one does, it doesn't mean that everyone else... I I, I would agree with you in some sense, but I don't agree with you in other other ways, because the black market is equally as important to society as well. And it, and it has been proven on many occasions that the black market in this country, amongst Irish people, is worth in the region of four billion per year, and that Absolutely. that is important as well. It's important mm-hmm. to the economy, and, and, I, and I, I can't go into the economics of it now. I don't have the time, but it is important as well. Sorry, no. No, well, hold on, hold on. Don't get me wrong. Small black market trading is okay, yeah. but when if people see it from outside, they're getting away with it then it just encourages more to do it, and we shouldn't be encouraging any form of crime like that that harms the national GDP. Yeah, I'm sorry, Billy. Go ahead. No, yeah, immigration as well has been a big topic. Uh, Theresa May threw her hat in the ring. She wanted to try and get the majority, but she was wiped out. It was a big. It's been a, in every election the last few years in England's been a big, and it, before Brexit as well. That's why Brexit happened. And when Brexit comes in, it's supposed to be coming in. If it does come in the 31st of this month, uh, when it does come in, we just say it does come in. 
then we're really going to be a free-for-all and we need to tighten up now. It's time to tighten up now before the damn burst. It probably has burst, but it'll only burst worse. OK, well, we'll, stay, we'll stay there a second, please, Billy and James. Let me go to June. June, you're on Classic Hits. Hey, June, June. Yeah, hi, I'm fine. Um, I, first of all, I do not believe in open borders, but I do believe that people are exaggerating um, the amount of people that are committing fraud and the amount of illegal immigration. I do understand that there are illegal immigrants here and they should be sent back. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, there are people here who are coming from Syria and parts of Africa are really impossible to live in. Well, so, well let, let, let's clarify. Syrians, when they come to Ireland, don't come as asylum seekers. They come under the refugee program, which is different. Yes, I, yeah. I understand yeah. that, okay. but I'm, 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 I'm referring to both. When see, I the problem you and Irish people see is that when you have people who come to Ireland as bogus asylum seekers, and that's the word that's used, right, that they're economic migrants and they get turned down and they don't get deported. 85% of people who are given deportation orders, those deportation orders are never enforced. So they don't get deported because every time we try to deport somebody, there's murder over it. People are going and the communities are getting together. Oh, don't send him home. He's living in the area. He's got kids in the yeah, school in the area. Yeah, but they're doing that for a reason because those people have assimilated and yeah, they have well, formed bonds with the people that they live among. We'll see how well and that I, would work with you if you if you went to America now and ICE picked you up. Let's see how well that would work. I formed a bond. They said, "Yeah, form a bond with the airline." Off you go. Well, uh, the American that. immigration is extremely yeah. is extremely uh, vicious, and as as to Hungary, well, when you say vicious, they enforce the law. Yep, that's that's the law. It can't, it can't be so vicious with what's a ten million illegals. <laughs> Do you know something? They go, they go into huge places where white people won't work. And they send thousands. Can I finish? No, no, James. James, She's making a racial noise. It's nonsense. It is racial. I've noticed. I've noticed a huge. You won't even let me finish. Please. You've been speaking for a while. Okay, let her finish her argument. And then James, I'll let you respond. But what does the racial yeah. makeup have so to do with our Yeah, I, I, I do agree, June, that it doesn't matter whether somebody is black from Africa or whether they're white American coming into are, Ireland. Are if they're you, illegal, they're I, illegal. Yeah. Are you trying to deny that there isn't a racist element in some of this? I don't believe people, I don't believe immigration control are intentionally racist. No, but I do believe uh, people in the general public, some people are. And I, also some politicians some are. are using that to gain for themselves. Well, and I have to say that, me, that this, that this course, my name is June, and the discourse, June, before you go further, just let me pull you up on that. One political party that has made a racist statement, go, right, they were coming to a general election 2020. Give me one. I can't remember his name. No Grealish at all. You're talking Grealish, is it? Yes, I am. Okay, so Noel Grealish was accused of being racist because he said that there was bogus asylum seekers in the country. What about the woman who was Mm. thrown out of her party? Um, uh, um, Alina, sorry, her name is... Veronica Murphy. Veronica Murphy, yes. Murphy, yes. Yeah, and she kept insisting on... Doing more. Well, well, but what she said, uh, you could, it depends on what your version of racism is, um, she had an opinion on immigration. What, she yeah, said but it was, what did she I, say that was racist? I thought what she said was outrageous. 
she, she no, she said that there was terrorists among some of the uh, immigrant communities, which is true. Even the British Secret Service has said that about Ireland. They said Ireland is harboring an odd number of uh, terrorist people that are a threat to Britain because they feel yeah, safe and surely in when, because we don't. And surely, when you say that, that say that is an extreme minority. Well, hold on, she, and that's what she said. But she said no, it's not what she said. She I, said I, I, that I want to try and get to the exact quote of what she said, but go ahead and keep talking. I'll, I'll get it for you here. Can I finish yeah, what go I ahead, yeah. to say? I have noticed in these previous years that I've noticed in people's conversations and I've noticed it in a lot of um, sort of offensive <laughs> remarks uh, in the media and I, it has gotten worse. And you can't tell me that there is not a racial element in a lot of this. But how, how when you say it's gotten a lot worse, and I, I am actually going to agree with you, right? Because obviously I've worked in talk radio for the last 20 years. Yeah. And, and I see a complete difference in the way people's attitudes uh, yeah. towards immigration. But why has, why has that happened? Let's look at why that's happened. Ireland, up, to, up to that point, you know, people came to Ireland, you know, to work from other countries around the world wasn't an yeah. issue, right? Then we got to about 2000 and all of a sudden we've seen the start of mass immigration into Ireland. And, you know, with asylum seekers and I'm talking about non-EU citizens because obviously we're part of Europe and we have to allow people from Europe the free movement and all that kind of carry on. I'm talking about <clears throat> people coming to Ireland who weren't working unskilled people who didn't have visas. Up to that point, we only allowed people in who had visas to work here. So all of a sudden, we had a, a huge cultural shift in a country, um, you know, that was very Irish to something that was very diverse. And, you know, and that's OK, but you've got to do that slowly. But we didn't do it slowly. We did it very quickly. Can I say wait, wait, one wait, other you, thing you, and then I quit? You. No, but don't, no. No, you don't have to. You don't have to quit. You just just let let James respond to that, and then you can say what you want to say. Okay. Yeah. No, you are nail on the head. No, because this is the fundamental issue. It's what it was built on that I think is really rolling people up. People were sold something completely different to what it's turned out to be. At the start, people were told people are going to come to Ireland. They want to work and they want to be Irish. They want to take part in Irish culture and be basically more Irish than the Irish themselves. The way it's transpiring in a very short space of time, and let's go from 2002, we had a 3% of the population that was non-Irish, non-ethnic Irish, and there is an ethnic element who I will not deny. Right, that's why June is saying it's racial. From 2002, and then now we're in 2020, and it's nearly 20% of the population, and it's completely turned, completely turned from what I've seen. You're seeing now, like, like, like these guys, the NGOs, they're pushing this idea of that People have a right to come here. They have a right to set up their cultural hubs here and to hell with Irishness. And what is Irishness anyway? Okay, let, let me clarify what Verona Murphy actually said, by the way. She became embroiled in controversy when she told Orti on Sunday she believed that asylum seekers coming to Ireland had to be deprogrammed as they carry angst from being in conflict zones. And she also said that some asylum seekers may have been infiltrated by ISIS. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, she did later apologise, but then she kind of retracted her apology by going on to say, suggest, I suppose, that she did kind of mean it. Uh, so the point, the point is, June, what she said, although it mightn't have pleased a lot of people, it was factually correct. Yeah, but she went on to say that that children as young as I think it was uh, very young children were indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. and they uh, it, can I 
I just want to make one. I, point. I just so the point I'm making is I don't think she said anything that was factually incorrect. You might like it. She said um, she said that in relation to indoctrination, she said that services were needed in Ireland to alleviate that type of indoctrination. I heard something different than that, yeah, but okay. okay. I found it. I found the rest of the stuff she said extremely offensive. Okay. Uh, well, she's not the only one. I mean, you know, Peter Casey has said some stuff in relation to travellers and uh, more recently about uh, illegal immigration and direct provision. You've got Noel Grealish was talking about bogus asylum seekers uh, coming from Africa. Uh, talking yeah. about people, And they're factually correct statements. You might like them. But the thing is, the text I sent earlier was that, and I want to make two points and then um, I'll leave the stage. One is, that there has been an increase in the far right all across the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Jim? And it, it, because... it, it, okay, well, she'll explain, no. she will explain in a minute why that she thinks that is. But go on. There has been a huge shift towards the far right in America, and America influences other countries. Viktor Orban, who is the president or the prime minister of Hungary, is extremely far right, and anybody who holds what makes him, him far up, right? What, what, who, what, who holds? What, yes. What makes him far right? What you're speaking of? Author- right? Authoritarian. Do you know okay. what that means? Yes, of course I do. Don't be so condescending. You, you, I'm not you being condescending, to, but that's what he is. But do you think that? Do you think it's right that that uh, that everything okay. has become so ugly? Okay, do you Is understand? it necessary? You, right, and here's the issue, right? There's a conflict of human rights going on. And there's one side yes. of the argument that says that <clears throat> we are the indigenous people of this set zone, let's say the Hungarians. We have a right to be Hungarian in our country. We do not want our culture altered and our national identity altered because we are the said people of this land and we are happy with the way things are. Then there's the yeah, other side of the it, argument that... that Hold on, that says, here's your human rights. You have the right to go anywhere you want. You, ha- you are equal to those citizens in, there, in, in that piece of land. You are entitled to all the benefits of their system, even though you haven't even contributed to that system. That's the argument that's going on. No, Nobody but the, to talk the about fa- Okay, the fa- to, to do people, June, well, that's what it really comes down to. Do people in a country like Ireland, like Hungary, like America, like early, well, well, not so much America because it's a melting pot of all nationalities anyway in the first place. But, you but, but okay. so now. Yeah, well, okay. But do people, do countries have the right to protect their culture, to protect their Irishness or their Hungarian, if they're Hungarian or French or whatever? Do they have the right to protect that? Yes or no? Up to a point. What I'm, oh, well, what up I, to what point? The second thing I was no, going to no, no, say no, no, is no, no, that... No, let, let's answer this question properly. Up to what point do, do Ireland have the right to protect its Irishness? Up to what point? I said I didn't believe in open borders. Okay, no, no, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying, but where do you draw the line when you say the right to protect? We have the right yeah, to protect our Irishness. What is, what is the... The Irish culture is alive and thriving. In music, in the arts—I mean, look around you. And you don't—you don't believe everywhere. that. Do you think that Irish people, some Irish people, feel that culture and that Irishness, that heritage, is being threatened? Yes, but I think they're fed by a, a certain amount of ignorance. It wouldn't be that now. What's it? Twenty percent of the population wasn't born here. This. What we want so are you are you Hold telling on. me twenty percent of this country? Yes, twenty percent weren't actually people. born in the country. Weren't born. 
countries, yeah. So? And this is not what it was sold to the general population. Yeah, but that also includes a lot of, lot of people that have American, so that have Irish lineage no, that no, came no, back and no, went no. back and forth. Well, I, and, I, and I also, James, I did have a Barney with a guy in the other night who was running for election, Donegal, who was saying he didn't accept somebody was Irish unless they had seven generations, which was a load of shite as well, no, to be no. in Bern. You know what I mean? No, well, See, I see. I think see. This is. The He's issue going by the Bible, mind you. Well, yeah. Well, people see. I didn't. Well, well, I, James, what is it to be Irish? By the way, what what does it mean to be Irish? What what do you consider? Irish. How do you how do you consider Irish? Irish is basically an ethnicity. That's what Irish is. Now. Okay, so how far I'm back does that ethnicity have to go? What? An ethnicity. No, it's an eth- it, we are an ethnic grouping of people. We are distinct. We are distinguishable from all different people. Okay, that, Irish people. Yeah, but you, that's fair. Well, but fair enough. But how far, James? How far do you have to go back? So. If, you know, somebody comes from Africa or Pakistan or India or America and comes to Ireland and, you know, 70 years ago and has two kids and they have two kids, do you accept their children are Irish? No, we're talking about the political... No, I'm only debate. asking you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see where you are. Yes, yes, they are Irish citizens. Yes, but then they can't be ethnic Irish. They should accept that. I accept that they're Irish and they deserve the protection of the law as I do. And I am no better than they are in this land. I agree with that. I don't deserve privileges because of my ethnicity. I agree with that, but that's not what the conversation is about. It's the saturation of the population that will wipe out basically our national ethnic identity. That oh, I think that's ridiculous. Okay, okay, half wrap up a second, but go ahead, you and go on before you're at the gap here. You know, like it's as if you think we're being swamped by people from okay. other countries. That's not the case. Okay, 20% and also, June. Ireland, Ireland has one of the... Well, I mean, generally the country is not being swamped. Yes, you're right. But there are parts of the country and areas and housing estates where people feel, Irish people may feel in the minority, June. Well, look, I live in a rural village. Okay, so that's hard for you to, com- to comprehend that. But there's lots of people from other countries here. Okay. I have a Hindu friend. I have a Muslim friend. Yeah, but the majority of people in that rural village would be of Irish descent. Yeah, but okay, where you, did you the go Irish to, come from originally? You go, That's you look at the, the recent CSO figures and census, and you'll see that in some parts of, for example, in Dublin, uh, Irish people are in the minority, and I mean, in a very low minority. In one part, I think the worst was actually Irish people represent seven percent of the people in one particular area. But there is a tendency with people who come from other countries to stay in one area. Yeah, well, yes, we we've seen that with the Irish in America as well. Listen, lads and ladies, I have to wrap it up. Thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.